Welcome to the Driving Force Podcast, a podcast for new and aspiring leaders within the transportation and logistics industry. I'm your host, AP, and along with Matt Loggins, we have over 20 years of combined experience within the transportation and logistics industry. But more importantly, we're young, hungry, and nimble, and we've used that to our advantage to navigate, advance, and grow in an ever-changing industry. So without further ado, here is the Driving Force Podcast. Welcome to the Driving Force Podcast, everyone. Today, we're very excited. Uh, we have Eric, uh, the center manager at Best Drive. I've known him for over two years now. Uh, he's a great friend of mine. Um, thanks for joining us today, Eric. Man, I appreciate the opportunity. Let's get started, jump right into it. Just a few opening questions we have for you, um, and I'll go first. Uh, what is the single best piece of advice you've ever received uh, before stepping into this leadership role and even after uh, you got into your role, your current role? Well, as far as I'm concerned, most of the uh, quote unquote advice that I've received has really been from observing. So what I observed from different bosses early on and how they dealt with different people, um, was just to to be a people person to put people first and everything else follows that so it's kind of a principle that i've stuck to all the way through uh, from sales and customer service to to being in management and really understanding that i'm in customer service more for my employees as well awesome awesome yeah thanks for sharing that i mean i think that's key because you, you know you you observe a lot when you just sit back and and, and watch what other people do um, the good, the bad, and the ugly, right? So uh, kudos Absolutely. to you for, for taking the time to actually do that. A lot of people, you know, they may look at a leadership role and they, they have some sort of, you know, uh, mindset of what they want to do, what they want it to look like, um, but they may not look at other people, uh, leaders that they uh, admire or whatever. They just try to, you know, just do what they can. And I think it's important that you take a step back for and, and look at what, leadership should look like and what you want it to look like. So thanks for sharing that. Yeah. So dive a little bit deeper into that. You know, you said you say you observed people. What what did you observe um, from maybe your predecessors or, or or leaders at the time that you absolutely knew that you didn't want to emulate or uh, or, or or match their patterns? Uh, well, throughout history, uh, what I see as a common factor in a bad leader is using fear or using their job title to uh, demand respect. And what I learned very quickly is you don't demand respect, you earn it. It's just like we want to be respected, uh, you know, just like we respect other people. It's something that's a give and take. It's not something that you can demand. So I just started learning different ways to to gain my people's respect. And even before I was in management, I wanted to gain everybody's respect. I wanted to move around from department to, to department and understand what people were doing, understand how hard their job was, understand what the workflow looked like so that it didn't come down to something like uh, what you see with corporate sometimes coming down to uh, the local level of stores. They, they want things in a hurry. They want things to look a certain way, but they don't really understand the workflow of the place or what it, what it takes to actually run a business. And when you don't understand that, uh, it's just really, it's just really, really tough. 
Oh, that, that, that that's that's absolutely key. Um, so to, to kind of piggyback onto that, what what's the worst piece of advice you may have gotten over over the course of your career? Definitely the worst piece of blanket advice that I've ever gotten is you have to go in and you have to put the fear in them. That, that's the absolute most worst advice that I've ever heard from anybody. And uh, it's not something that I do. It's, it's something that I understand that I can't do. I also understand that it's a very fine line. It's a very fine line between being a dictator and being somebody that's constantly trumped on. So it's it's a mixture. It's different every single day. It different it differs from person to person. And you just gotta you gotta sit back and observe and listen. One thing my dad's always told me is you have two ears and one mouth for a reason. If we were if we were supposed to talk more than we listen, we'd probably have two mouths and one ear. I like that. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about your journey. So from sales uh, into where you are now with Best Drive, and and then tell us a little bit about Best Drive and, and what you're what you're doing there. Man, I kind of have an an unusual type of journey. Uh, like I was telling somebody just yesterday, when you look at my resume, you kind of think like, what the heck happened here? Because my last job, I was an inside sales rep for Southern Tire Mart. And, you know, I did that and did it for a couple of years. About the third month, I had rose into, you know, the, the leading inside salesperson. That's without tire experience. That's just me digging in and learning what I needed to learn. Um, and then I, I jumped from that position to opening a store from nothing. So an operational startup, really learning everything by you know a sink or swim mentality so progression progression wise it's not as really really as smooth as what people would think i told my wife last night one of my strategies has always been to go in over my head and and make up for it with effort and so that's that's probably what it's always going to be for me man i want to jump into a new situation i want to force myself to learn and stretch one thing i've said before is you have to be comfortable being uncomfortable uh so so yeah, that's just my philosophy on that. And that's a challenge. I mean, you you coming into basically a new city, right? Because you you were in another area with Southern Tire Mart. So now you have to not only learn the area to, to know your customer base and, and, and hire all these people from basically nothing, like you said, startup. And, and being in sales is different than being a center manager or being a, over, you know, some sort of profit center or something you're it's a different role so now you're overseeing everything sales maintenance and how did you how did you overcome some of those first struggles maybe that you had when you started out one thing i will say is it's not so different um one thing that i understand as a center manager is i need to be the number one salesman at my store not necessarily through numbers but i need to be the best salesperson in the building at all times so the roles doesn't it doesn't really change. The only thing that really changes is you have to know how to deal with people, people that you work with every day. You have to learn how to deal with the problems that they're having at home and how to help them through that. And I think that's a lot of a lot of times what people skip over. I talk to my guys about credit. I talk to my guys about, you know, what what to do after somebody dies in your family. We talk about problems they're having at home within their own family. So um, I just I just wanted to take it a step further and really, really teach myself to be the best that I could. But as far as the challenges go from moving from sales to, to operations, quote unquote, it really wasn't that different. My favorite part of doing what I do is always going to be the sales aspect. 
not well i take that back it's it's probably the people but roll to roll there's not a lot of difference you're dealing with people period you might be selling to a consumer you might be selling to an employee point blank you're doing sales oh that's good yeah no that's 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 absolutely key and i think you touched on something that's probably um a much deeper uh, dive into the psychology of people and and how you play a you can play a huge role in in their success just by doing little things that you talked about. I think to your point that you said earlier about um, sometimes that part being overlooked and and not um, thought about or thought through enough uh, about how you talk to your not only how you talk to your your your, your team but what you talk about what what they care about and what um, what matters to them and. I can tell you from from my experience that those conversations go probably further than you can ever imagine. Uh, but absolutely, I guarantee you, if you need something from people that know care, you could care more about them than just their role and, and and the role they play within the system. You can you can ask them for anything, and they'll absolutely try to do their best for you because they know you care about them more than just what they do for you. It's an investment, right? I mean, you're basically investing in their lives because you care. Number one. And you want them to succeed, but you know it also shows them you have the empathy um, that that you're empathy. not just do, yeah you're not just doing it because oh he's a manager he's supposed to check on everybody he's checking the box right now you're actually no let's talk a little deeper about that 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 probably will set you uh, further apart from most leaders if you show that empathy early and often so that's key kudos Absolutely. to you for doing that. And for me, it's also about bridging the gap. You know, we talk a lot about, you know, back in high school, back in college, they really don't teach you how to approach life. They teach you these subjects, you know, subjects like math that might make you better at math, whatever. But where do we really bridge the gap? And for me, that starts here. If they didn't get it there, then we have to bridge the gap. We have to close that in a management role. Yeah, no, man. Look, I, I, that's something that we talk about often on on this podcast is that little gap between you know caring about people and and what they do versus not. I mean, it becomes a huge chasm in the relationship, and and you know, leave no doubt about it that it's a relationship. You know, it may not be the the loving you know um, uh, noun version, but it's it's a loving verb in which you have to care about your people in order for not only them to be successful, but you you to be successful. And that rubs off on your customers. I mean, right. the, your, your employees are happy because they care, you, they know you care and they're going to see that and then they're going to care about your customers and they're going to keep getting you more customers because of how they treat them. So it's a two-way street for sure. Well, how did your experiences change from, from I guess, when you started to where you are now as far as maybe maybe contrast for us the difference between between being in sales because you said it's similar right you're always selling uh what are some of the main differences that that you've had to kind of you know look at and say okay this is what i would do in sales but now that i'm a leader i have to do this a little bit differently well i would say i would say the biggest uh the biggest changes for me is kind of being personal it's kind of been personal. It's been more about learning how to be more empathetic, learning how to really get a hold on the operations and the workflow of things and really, really let these guys know that I care about them while getting my job done, while getting the numbers that I need. It's been more about finding a balance between those things than any actual job function like sales. It's, it's more about learning the balance between hitting your goals and exceeding them 
and making sure that everybody's taken care of and making sure that everybody is progressing just like you would want to progress into your next role. Yeah, I'm curious. One of the the, the, the challenging aspects of, of being from, you know, going from an individual contributor to a leader of leaders or, or management role is, you know, in an individual role, you you kind of control everything. Um, I'm curious, what was that 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 first step like when you realized you had to work through people, like really really work through people to get you know, your numbers hit or things done? Uh, what was that? You know, did you have like this epiphany when you realized that it was going to be drastically different, or was it different? No, that eureka moment happened a long time ago when I realized. <laughs> it, it, when I realized, even when you were in a quote unquote individual role your success will always come through other people. It doesn't matter if I was just in inside sales. I still got to depend on the service department. I still got to depend on on my boss driving new things into our business or me bringing ideas to him. There's not really a true thing that you can do that you're just by yourself. You're always going to be dependent on people. So I tell people all the time, get that out of your head. Your success will come through other people. Stop worrying so much about yourself. Help the people around you. I promise you, you'll get better. Your your knowledge will become broader. And 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 that's that's just my plan for life. That's my plan for life. It doesn't matter if I'm CEO. It doesn't matter if I own my own company. The person that cleans the building is just as important and will get approached just the same as the CFO, period. That's for me. I'm never gonna change. Individuality. It, is, it doesn't have a place in the workplace, period. There's no I in team, right? You've heard that, but you've also heard people say, well, I, but there's a me. Well, yeah, but those me's don't succeed if it's all about me. It has to be about we, not me. Well, they have, they, they, they succeeded in the past. I mean, I think we touched on this a little bit in, in our past episodes is that the the, the dynamics and, and how the new generation has has evolved and thought about collaboration in the workplace as has is different. I mean, they used to be people who um, they could hit their numbers and still be have non personal personas and succeed. And now um, you have to be not only a, a good person um, but also be able to contribute. Uh, and, and you you know you can't have one without the, without the other. Uh, and still be successful. Absolutely. And I'll give you an example. Just yesterday, we're kind of expanding up into Springdale territory, and that's about two and a half, three hours away from my store. Had a salesman up there that needed some tires, and I have a salesman that runs out west pretty far. He was able to call another salesman, and that's not typically what happens. You know, salesmen are competing. He was able to call another salesman who happened to have the tires on his truck, headed back towards the shop. He turned his truck around, took the tires back to him. And, and you know, I, I'm a strong believer in karma. Today, today, that same salesman that needed something yesterday went and signed a huge account. And he turned around and called down to me and was like, tell John I got something for him, which is four locations over, over in a certain city. And I was like, you're kidding me. You're talking about tens of thousands of dollars a month. That's, that's, that's what it's all about. He said, right. I could do it myself, but why? He runs through there. Right. Let me boost him up. Look, and it, 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 it snowballs, right? I mean, that, that goodwill, it'll permeate to everyone that works in those those individual facilities because they see how, man, if we can all win, we really all win. Right. That's that's what it's all about, man. I run for these guys. 
I run for these guys from the time I wake up to the time I go to sleep. I'm on the phone with these guys. They need me to do something for them. They need me to make a ticket for them, a presentation, whatever. I'm the biggest supporter of everybody. Well, and, yeah, no. I, and I'm sure that's why you, you're where you are now because of you know the people that have helped you along the way and the the way that you've helped others. So um, that that's that's why we we reached out to you because we you know I saw kind of the impact that you were making on other people and especially the community. And so um, obviously wanted to to have you on. Let me ask you this. Do do you have any mentors that specifically that you'd like to mention that that really, hey, this guy really helped me along the way or these these people really helped me get to where I am today? Oh, of course. The last podcast I did was uh, right after an episode that Cliff Armstrong did. He's the CEO of Marangoni Retread right now. Before I even took this job, that guy kind of took me under his wing. He allowed me to call him. Even now, he's a CEO. I can text him right now, text me right back. I can call him right now, he's gonna pick up the phone. People like that to just advise me and kind of guide me through this decision-making because why Why make mistakes that people, people have already made before? Uh, back in my hometown, Batesville, Arkansas, Mayor Rick Ellenbaugh, that guy wrote so many recommendations for me. He pulled me into so many programs, Leadership Batesville, he made me a, um, an ambassador for the Chamber of Commerce. These people, it, the list goes on. John Schellenberger, when I worked at Flowers Bakery, if you can imagine that, I mean, that guy wrote letters, letters of recommendation for me over and over, helped me get into my master's program. That was at a lower point in my life. These are people that just believed in me and they, and they, they wanted to help. And, and it really, really changed my view on the world and how things work, because I know for a fact without people, without these people, and I still call them back. I still call them back and be like, yeah, you made that decision. You made the right decision. And look, look at me now, like I'm doing everything that we talked about. And it didn't take it didn't take 20 years. Right. And uh, man, I, I sure I call people, keep people back in and tell them how much I appreciate them all the time. And even friends my age, friends younger than me, man. I got a job in the oil field one time in Kansas and I didn't have the money to go to the job. And I had a friend, his name is Philip Archuleta and he he gave me $500 to send me to this place. And I called him the other day, like you realize that I would not be sitting in this seat if you hadn't helped me. That's a younger guy, that's a mentor. That's a mentor, it's a mentor because he knows how to care about people. Right. Period, I could, man, I could, the list could go on all day, but Right. I have been helped tremendously. I have a lot of work ethic behind what I do. I, I grind as hard as possible every single day. I get to work early and leave late. But without these people, without these people calling my boss right now, Al Lacer, took me under his wing, sends me books from time to time to read, just to expand my knowledge, expand my understanding of management, expand my understanding of people in the workplace. The list goes The list goes on and on, Matt. Well, well, I appreciate talk- it. Talk a little bit about, you know, um, you, you touched on it, but I, I think it may be something that that our audience can can thrive from is that lowest point when you you have people that really help pick you up and and keep you going when you absolutely needed it. Well, I, I won't go too deep into it, but man, I, I ran into some legal issues, mm-hmm. ran into some legal issues, and I I literally I thought my life was over, mm-hmm. and that was after I graduated my bachelor's program, which will show you my level of maturity after the fact. I had a real estate license, every tool in my tool belt to do everything that I wanted to do. And uh, I screwed up. Mm-hmm. 
I screwed up to a point where I, I knew I was never going to have a professional job. I knew for sure I wasn't ever going to be in management. You know what I mean? And I had kind of given up. And these people, people I never expected, came out and was like, no, you have all the potential in the world. I see it in your eyes. And I kind of leaned on them and they and they picked me up out of it. I mean, like I told you, you're talking about mayors, uh, high level executives. Eric, let me write this letter for you. Just let me write this letter for you. Uh, these people put their names on the line for me. And, and from that point, when I start seeing things like that, I was like, man, I cannot fail them. And like I told you, that epiphany came a long time ago. It's not right. about me anymore. It's not about me. I've been, I've been through a ton, a ton of stuff. Some of the stuff I put myself in a position to be, uh, some stuff, you know, I could have been dead. Mm-hmm. I could have been dead. And I, I told my wife the other day, I literally about two weeks ago, and I emailed my boss and his boss about it as well. On the way to work, my little commute, I, I sat in the truck and I cried. And and the point that I that I made to myself was this life is no longer yours. You are so insignificant <laughs> to the rest of your journey. And I and it just hit me. It hit me. And uh man, that's I, I don't even know. That's that's a whole other subject that I could talk about for days. No, look, that's that's powerful, man. I think yeah. we all come to a point in life, hopefully we all come to a point in life when we realize that what you just said that, you know, we are really insignificant and and only thing that matters is, is the impact and value we create in others um which is why we kind of started this podcast it, it 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 doesn't benefit us at all um to have the knowledge or have the the, the wherewithal to to understand how we've navigated our careers thus far if we don't do something and pay it forward or pay it back in some way somehow and so the things you talked about as far as caring about your people you know, listening to them, having deeper conversations about about stuff that that ultimately really matters. You know, that's we to your point. We don't get that in college. We don't get that in, in structured learning unless we're exposed to it. And so you were exposed to it. However, however you were exposed to, it, you got you got you know indoctrinated into. Hey, if if you care about people and you care about what they do and you believe in them, they'll surprise you or they'll prove you right, right? And and so. You know, don't be ashamed of of of, of, of being, you know, have, having that village surround you, or or creating your own village. You know, that's that's powerful, and 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 it's it's all about what this podcast is about is paying it forward. You know, what if we knew if we knew what we knew now, then now, you know, kind of kind of mentality, and and what can we do to to help others along their journey uh, and give them some insight and tips to help them um, avoid some some pitfalls and downfalls, but but also give them a leg up on things that really matter. Yeah, it's that human element, you know, that that people aren't perfect and things happen, mistakes happen. How do you bounce back? How do you overcome that? Well, you, you can't do it alone, right? right? You need you need a support system, um, to your point, uh, of people that believe in you and, and, and know that you can, can make it to the other side and, and they want to be a part of helping you get there. Um, so, so that's key. And that's one of the things, another reason, like AP said, why we started this podcast is to help other people. You know, we, we've, we have gotten to a point to where we, we look back and we're like, you know, I wish I would have known this when I graduated college or before I graduated college, you know? And so we want to help those people and even people that, that aren't in that same 
position right now. You know, maybe they're in a different spot. Maybe they're they're in a, a better spot than a CEO or, or whatever. How how can we, you know, bring some value to them as well? Um, obviously, that that's our goal is to help as many people as we can with the podcast. So um, appreciate you you. you you know, being human and sharing that, <laughs> sharing that vulnerability with us, you know? So, oh, no, no, I definitely, I definitely do, man. And my, a couple, you know, a couple of people I've talked to when they're, you know, trying to recruit me or whatever, when they ask me what is the most important thing to me, they're so shocked when I say, who's going to give me the biggest platform to help the most people? They're like, what? Yep. You know, what about the money? Oh yeah, you're gonna have to pay me too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You're gonna have to pay me what I'm worth because I'm gonna make you money. But what position are you gonna put me in to influence the most people in a positive way, to change the mindset? We go back to what what one of you just said. It takes a village. Mm -hmm. It takes a village and our country is so far from that concept right now. So far from we are family, we are in Mm -hmm. this together. We need to come up together. Let's learn from each other. You know something, I know something, together we know more. Right. We're so far away from that. So, yeah. Well, but, but you know where it starts, though? It starts with the conversations you, you're having, the conversations we're having individually. That's where it starts. And and I'm not discouraged. I'm probably more encouraged because I think, you know, it can, and we know it to be better than, than it, it is in some cases, but it starts with how we have the conversations individually. And then hopefully that, to your point, you know, that you've made multiple times throughout our conversation, is that it just it just you know it permeates throughout other individuals and then maybe they bring that back home and they have different conversations or they maybe have different conversations with their friends and loved ones and associates and so you know don't don't just don't discount the, the impact that you have or that any of us can have by just having a, a, a meaningful thoughtful conversation and and taking it back to it takes a village it takes all of us pulling in the right direction it takes all of us caring about each other uh, in order to get things done and 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 not let the noise get in the way of that. Right. Well, and it's one step at a time, one day at a time. You know, um, it, it's not going to happen overnight. Uh, you know, to, to AP and your point, Eric, you know, you got to have those conversations continually. Uh, mm-hmm. It doesn't, you know, you can't just talk to one of your employees today and he's okay and just not check back on him. I mean, you know, things happen, things change. Yeah, you got to follow up. Um, So that's key. Um, And, you know, that's I knew that that you were that kind of leader. And that's why we we, that's who we want on our podcast to be able to share those experiences with with other people. Maybe they're starting a new uh, position as a leader and and maybe they can get some value uh, from this podcast, uh, sharing those types of real human uh, emotions and and those tough conversations, because everything's not pretty. Uh, All your conversations are not going to be great. And and you can't talk to one guy the same way you can to another guy or another uh, gal. So those are key. Um, and I really appreciate you being on here today. We do have a few closing questions for you. I just wanted to kind of ask you a few more. Me and AP will, will ask you a couple more. Um, what, what, speaking back, looking back at what we wish we would have known, what's one thing you wish you would have known uh, when you actually began your career? Uh, again, one thing I was talking to my wife about last night was uh, I remember you know, back when I was at Southern Tire Mart. And I know that's not the beginning of my career, but I mean, we all have jobs and then we start a career. Uh, I was sitting sitting beside her on the couch. I remember her being so mad at me, watching me put in, she probably watched me put in a thousand job applications. 
it was ridiculous. I wish somebody would have taught me how to get a job, who to reach out to, not just how to write a resume and apply for a job. How can you be different and get to the get to the source quicker? Uh, like I told my wife, she had she had a job that she was trying to apply to uh, down in Cersei. And I told her, we have LinkedIn now. Find somebody that works for that company and message them. She said, well, I'm not like you. I'm not just going to message somebody and tell them to call me. I said, well, I'll message the CEO and be like, look, read my resume. If you hate it, you never have to talk to me again. If you if you get any kind of interest peaked inside of you, call me. What's going to happen? What's going to happen if, uh, if I do it? What's going to happen if I don't? Nothing. Right. So I, I wish there was somebody that really, truly taught people, taught me how to effectively look for the right job to make progression. Yeah, networking is key, man. Again, one thing they don't really don't teach you formally in school is the power of networking. I think somebody said it best, you know, college really isn't about um, the friends you make, it's, it's about the hands you shake and those and who you grow within your network and, and what they then become as they progress throughout their careers. And if they're willing to help you find a way in to your point that that doesn't look like it's it's a way in. So what are some of the best resources that have helped you along your way and along your journey? As far as maybe books or podcasts or or or, or things you've read. Biggest resource is my family, my dad. My dad's from Nigeria. He had to come over here and grind it out. So that's where my basis come from. That that's where the fire comes from. Uh, definitely my biggest influence is my dad. I have a 45 minute commute to work. It's at least three days out of the out of the week that I'm talking to my dad from the time I hop in my truck to the time I hop out my truck at my house. And he's advising me and I'm telling him about what happened that day. And I'm, I'm telling him about things that I've talked to people about, whether it be customers or my employees. We're talking about how to deal with those things. So definitely family, family, family. From my mom, big, big empathetic person. Uh, so I'm pulling, pulling a lot and tapping into that. Uh, other than that, LinkedIn, <laughs> LinkedIn. Yeah. People need to know how important LinkedIn is and how, how easy it is to get the organic following that you would like, how easy it is to reach a bunch of people. LinkedIn is so powerful and I can talk to pretty much anybody that I want to talk to on LinkedIn. I can get anywhere I want to as far as career progression through LinkedIn. That's the spot. No, I appreciate you sharing that. I mean, uh, family is important. Family is uh, number one when it comes to you you and your career, right? If, if things aren't aren't right at home, things aren't going to re- be right in your career and your job and your role. So uh, that's key. Um, where can people connect with you? Obviously, you said LinkedIn. Um, uh, any, anywhere else that you'd like to mention where they can connect with you, whether it's email? They can def- people can email me for sure. People can okay. email me for sure. My email is on LinkedIn. Okay. I don't do a ton of Facebooking. Uh, I don't do a ton of Instagramming. I don't do a ton of anything that isn't progressive towards my future. And most of that stuff is not. Keep it professional. Hit me up on LinkedIn and I will give you all that I got. Awesome. Thanks again to Eric for sharing his story and lessons he's learned along the way. You can connect with Eric via LinkedIn and the link provided in the show notes. You can also connect with us via links in the show notes to our LinkedIn profile page, as well as the Driving Force podcast page. We would love to get your feedback on the show. 
So please like, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. As always, thanks for listening. And remember, you're closer to your destination than where you started from. Don't look back. Don't turn back. Keep moving. Keep pushing.